They say you have three names. The one you inherit from your family. The one your parents gave you. And the one you make for yourself. So create the brand of you. Find the job you've always dreamed of and make it yours by going to Irish Jobs, Ireland's online recruitment platform. Take control of your career. Visit irishjobs.ie and move up to the next level you. Irish Jobs. Make a name for yourself. Time now for Rocky Jordan. Not far from the Mosque Sultan Hassan in Cairo stands the Café Tambourine, run by Rocky Jordan. The Café Tambourine, crowded with forgotten men, alive with the babble of many languages. For this is Cairo, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's story, Desert Betrayal. There are five times in a day when a foreigner like myself tries to stay off the streets of Cairo. That's at dawn, noon, late afternoon, sunset, and just after dusk, when the Moazin appears in his minaret to call the faithful to prayer. At that moment, all activity stops, and the devout Moslem kneels on his rug facing Mecca. Keeping away from them at those times is one respect we can pay their religion, and they appreciate that respect. But I guess I wasn't watching the clock this particular evening. My cafe tambourine still held the intense heat of the day, so I got out and walked down the crowded Sharia Nagoon toward the Nile to try and catch a cool breeze. I just stopped to glance at a big poster, something about a rally for the politician El Marmot Bay, when I heard the voice of the Muezzin in the minaret high above me. Suddenly, all sounds of activity stopped as the natives faced east, their foreheads to the ground. As quick as I could, I ducked back through a narrow passage off the street that led to the winding stairs of the minaret. I waited there until sounds from the street told me prayers were over and the Kyrenes were again about their... Well, who are you? My name is Vance. Nice of you to ask me in... I didn't ask you nothing, much less in. What do you want, Vance? Well, right at the moment, I want to know why you're wearing adhesive tape on your right hand. I cut myself when I was shaving. On your hand? I'm the neat type. What's it to you, Vance? I'm looking for the Elton Diamond, only it's two diamonds now. <laughs> far enough. Markham, you can make your arrest now. I don't doubt it. But which one is the killer we're looking for? Couldn't you tell, Markham? Why, the murderer is Johnny Peters, of course. <laughs> explanation, and you're entitled to one. I not only want it, Vance, I need it. Why were you so sure the murderer had to be Johnny Peters? To begin with, I was always certain the killer of Algie Corcoran was an Englishman. That required no genius. The weapon used, the 12-year-old Webley, was British. The fact that he drank a cup of tea with his victim while either about to murder Algie or right after was another indication that he was British. So far, so good. 
But how'd you know Peters was English? He certainly didn't sound it when he talked. Finding which of our suspects was English was the hard part of this case. Peters had been over here a number of years, Markham, yes. long enough to lose his accent when he talked. Yes. But not long enough to lose his inclination for tea, and when he read, the fact that he was English reached right out and asserted itself. Yeah. Of course, you know that I don't know how it did. The pronunciation of the name Evelyn, Markham. The English don't say Evelyn, they say Evelyn. Of course. That's how Peters pronounced it when he was reading that list of names I prepared for just that purpose. Well, I'll be darned. His confession proves you were right, of course, and we found the diamonds in his apartment, but I'm still not clear on the mechanics of this case. What actually happened that night in Algie's room? Very simple, Markham. Algie sold the Elton diamond to Reginald Sands. Sands left, and in came Peters. Algie made him tea, and then announced he'd sold the Elton to Sands. Furious at what he considered a double cross, Peters shot Algie with his Webley pistol, a gun he carried because he'd had it for so long he knew it couldn't be traced. Then he wiped his fingerprints from the teacup he used and left. Yes. Now, before he'd reached Algie's, Joe Burke, who was later killed by his wife, called Algie, and Algie told him he'd sold the Elton Diamond to Sands. Follow that? Yes, of course. Well, the rest we know. Sands took the stone to be cut. Joe Burke came in, shot the cutter, and knocked out Sands. He came home, and his wife called us. What followed after that, you know. That I do, that I do, and it isn't the only thing I know either. I know this is the end of the teacup murder case. <laughs> made a big thing of it as he and two others directed me down a corridor to the back door. A dim bulb over the entrance was all that lit the alley. Greco motioned across to a dingy sandstone building about 30 feet on down, and I moved ahead. I had taken not more than a dozen steps when it began to happen. A whole bunch of them came out of nowhere. Everyone hooded and surrounded Greco and his guards. I made quick Stop. work of it. Stop it at once. I come you. One of the hooded men was out of the scuffle and had me by the arm. Get moving, Jordan. What is this? We call it a rescue. Maybe I don't want it. Shut up, you fool. Now move. By that time, they were all around me, dragging me up the alley. Somewhere back, I could hear an alarm sounding and the shouts of more men running out of headquarters. But already, we had reached a side street where a light field truck was waiting, its motor running. The hooded figures piled me in. The driver put it in gear, wheels spun, and we were careening off down the narrow, winding streets. Now we must have traveled every side street in Cairo to shake the police. Finally, the truck roared across the Bulak Bridge of the Nile, through Giza, on west and north above the Nile Valley as it meets the desert. As the truck picked up speed, the men relaxed their grip on me, peering ahead to the onrushing road, so I had a chance to look them over. Well, the top man had called it to a rescue, but I knew better. Every one of them was wearing German field boots and carrying a Luger. The jump was a risk, but I knew there was nothing alongside but soft sand and was the only way. 
I waited till we hit a sharp, bumpy curve, and I was off and rolling. And the fourth time over, I was on my feet, clawing my way through the brush. Then they opened up. I dived for a ditch with the wind knocked out of me, and I stayed there, my face in the sand, waiting for them to flush me out, knowing exactly what would happen when they did. You are listening to Desert Betrayal, tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. Travel to the ends of the earth tomorrow night with Dick Powell and Signe Hasso, who will recreate their original screen roles on CBS Radio Theater. To the ends of the earth is the story of the expose of an international narcotics ring and makes for an exciting story. Remember Dick Powell and Signe Hasso tomorrow, Monday night at 6. <laughs> Now we return you to Cairo and tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan, Desert Betrayal. It was a peaceful evening as I stood at the foot of the minaret and listened to the Moazin's call to prayer. But all that was changed a few seconds later when the Moazin lay dying at my feet. A man wearing German field boots and a gun to match planted the killing on me. Not long after, as I was being taken to a jail cell, the same man with a lot of helpers broke it up, dumped me in a truck, and roared out into the desert. I remember jumping from the speeding truck, some gunshots, and not much more, till a breath of air hit me. And it wasn't air off the desert. It smelled of cheap gin, like my cafe tambourine after a hard night. It came from somebody bending over me. Get up, monsieur, before they find you. Where are they? Searching the brush and the other side of the sand dune. Up with you now. Yeah. Where, where, where are we going? To my hut. Only a little way. Allez, monsieur, allez! Somehow she got me to her hut and dropped me on a cot. The dive off the truck must have jolted me plenty because right then I passed out for a while. Well, the next thing I knew it was daylight and I was wide awake and choking for breath. She was sharing her chief gin with me. <laughs> <laughs> the gin, it helps, n'est-ce pas? Oh, they sell stuff that bad? Oh, so I, it is uh, champagne you wish. No, no, I'm sorry. I woke up too quick. Oh, it is nothing. Anyhow, you took a lot of chances, sister. I am Suzette. Perhaps another drink now? No, 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 no thanks. As you wish. Uh, any of those guys come around? No, monsieur. They went away. Uh, looks like you got a good hideout here. Well, we all hide from something, Naspar. Yeah, me from too many things. You, uh, you do not tell me who you are, Monsieur. The name's Jordan. And an American, who flees from many men with guns on the desert. Oh, I hopped off a truck. They were taking me someplace. But why? Your guess is as good as mine. Many trucks have been going into the desert. Yeah. Where to, Suzette? I do not know. But something is going on out there. You, you were captured, monsieur? Oh, rescued, they called it. <laughs> you make a strange riddle. Oh, yeah, it's a beauty. I'm always in a stab to death in Cairo. Not the first to be killed. But whoever did it figured I knew too much. Before the police could salt me away, this gang grabbed monsieur, me. Monsieur, what were they like? 
Well, they weren't Muslims. They were men who speak good English and carry lugas. Oh, Sakai Nom. Well, you got it figured, Suzanne? Oh, always it is the same. So it was with the betrayal of France. Always I do not realize... What are you talking about? Monsieur, in France they call me a traitor. It was not so. I did not know I was being used by the enemy. It makes some sense, huh? Oh, now I am a poor French woman in Egypt without credentials. I must exist as best I can. When there is an opportunity to sell munitions and guns into Egypt, what can I do? The trucks are taking munitions into the desert? We. Oui. But I did not Who's know. Who's the deal with, Suzette? Uh, it is a bad deal. Right, come on, never mind the gin. Uh, Who'd you sell the stuff to? Well, there... There is a man named Frank Kruller. Where do I find him? A... A houseboat on the Nile. The Habia 16. All right, let's... Let's have some more. Oh, no, no, Monsieur Albrecht. I have said too much. You rest now. Uh, you will need much strength for what is ahead. So I waited... I salute you, Jordan. For a chance adversary... You have proved quite formidable. Ah, uh, skip the build-up, Kruller. Where are we? To the south is the Guattara Depression. It was used as an anchor in the battle for Egypt. Only you're using the place for something else. As a temporary hideout, it serves our purpose. Any munitions dumped, too? Spare your strength, Jordan. You'll need it. <laughs> like for what? El Mahmoud Bay, Mr. Jordan awaits you. Well... Jordan. For a man with big plans, Marmont, you give me lots of attention. Why? Because I wish to know what people are in possession of certain information. Who are they? I'll give you an answer. But to my question, not yours. Because I soon will become master of Egypt. Yeah. Mm. It will be done. El Mamad, is it wise? Let him know. There are but three of us, Kruller. He has no means of escape but the eternal sand. Thanks, Marmont. I know about the munitions and guns. Now, where's your army? <laughs> you Americans are indeed naive. Superior intelligence is more powerful than armies. Your brains and who else? At this moment, my loyal followers are at strategic points in Cairo and elsewhere in Egypt, awaiting the hour. You think that's all it takes? Clive took India with only 123 men, Mr. Jordan. I had it right, didn't I? You start out killing a few Muezzins, one by one. Nothing upsets a Muslim quicker than an offensive toward his leaders. And now more of the Muezzins are to die. When the people see their government is unable to cope with the atrocities, they will rise up and overthrow it. You get it all figured out, haven't you? Already there have been incidents. Soon the anger of the populace will move it to frenzy. There will be uprisings growing in violence. And that's when you step in. Yes. At that moment, the great El Marmad Bey will appear as their liberator. Yeah. The only trouble is it won't work. Indeed. Again. Search Kruller's houseboat. In good time, Jordan. Enough of this. Kruller, dispose of this man at once. A very great pleasure. Kruller aimed, and then it happened quicker than I could follow. Sam's foot came up a second before the shot, and the gun clattered across the room. Kruller dived in. Sam crouched like a panther and then slammed Kruller over his head into the arms of El Marmot Bay, and they went down. I'd always thought Sam was pudgy and slow-moving, but he gave me the show of my life. He used every trick on those two guys that I'd ever known and a lot more. The second time Marmot came up, his stomach got mixed up with a left, and he was finished. 
Krula tried for more. All the time, I couldn't move. Krula went to work with his heavy boots, and that's where he made another big mistake. Sam flipped him into a corner, where he piled up like a stack of ten pins. Then suddenly, it was all over. Hey, I could book you for a main event, Sam. Jordan, you will make no joke about this. Such, such tactics are, are most distasteful to me. Okay. How about getting me loose here, huh? Well, you will, you will tell no one of, of this incident. Sure, sure, just untie me. You know, Jordan, there are many things that you do not comprehend. Sam, get me out of here. Well, Sam finally untied me. We got El Marmot Bay and Cruller back into Cairo, and from then on, Sam was his old official self. It didn't take him long to round up all the Bay's loyal followers, and I don't have to tell you what happened to them after that. I, uh, was gonna send Suzette a case of good gin, but she'd done a fade-out, and nobody tried very hard to find her. Me? Oh, I've learned a few things. Sam Sabai has given me jiu-jitsu lessons. (laughs) 